Blog Talk Radio. Radio program. I'm Susan, Laris, and Dan, and I am just so, I, I'm not sure I want to say happy, but I am just really grateful. There's the word. I am grateful that we are all here together today to talk about our emotions. And I will tell you that this show was scheduled. For a while, in just a moment, I am going to bring on the line Reverend Christine Green of Oregon Sacred Heart Ministries, and I will tell you that I am based in Oregon and have been broadcasting this show from Oregon for quite some time, and we are all in Oregon and throughout the nation and throughout the world processing, in fact, that word isn't even sufficient to say we are supporting one another in our emotional landscape and seeking out support from God, the universe, source, spirit, angels, however you choose to call it, Um, definitely in this day today after learning of the tragedy in Roseburg. Um, I learned of it progressively as a parent in Oregon with a college student in Oregon. And when I first heard it, I didn't know which college this had occurred at or which location. So as a parent, I felt that raw emotion, just like every parent feels, And so many of us have been close to these tragedies. I grew up literally up the street, practically, from Columbine. In fact, at the time of that tragedy, my parents happened to be eating lunch practically next door, although they didn't know what was going on. They saw things. I mean, and this has happened over and over. I can tell you that this happens next door to us no matter where we are. I can think of multiple situations where where I've been close to an area, including, you know, other areas in Colorado, um, where there have been tragedies. And now we are processing this one in Oregon, and I'm processing it. I, I hate that word, processing. It's not good enough. That is not a good enough word. I am navigating my own emotions today with everybody else, and I imagine I may have friends and loved ones in Oregon who were directly impacted that I don't know yet. 
And so, and whether we know people or not, we know them at the highest of levels. We know them heart to heart to heart. We are them together. So I like the introduction today, and I'm going to bring my guest on the line in just a moment. And But I will tell you more about our guest today, who synchronistically was scheduled to come on this broadcast for quite some time today, and we had talked about talking about powerful emotions. But today we're going to talk about this in a very supportive way, too. Our hearts going out to everybody. And to support ourselves in the process, we are all sharing in this, and we're all going through this together. Christine is the author of Authentic Spirituality, a Woman's Guide to Living an Empowered Life. She often conducts women's retreats and other types of workshops for both men and women in Oregon, not just in the Portland area, often at the coast or in beautiful locations on the Columbia River Gorge or various places. So we are very much a part of this Oregon community. Christine has been in leadership roles in New Thought Ministries in both California and Oregon. She has a master's in religious studies. She has a background in business and education. She is a very experienced grief counselor and has often written about her own experience with her husband being ill and then ultimately transitioning. And she has written a lot other books and other has assisted in other ways, articles, books, workshops with caregiving when you have a loved one who is very ill, how you support the loved one, and also, you know, how do we navigate grief, which is an incredibly powerful emotion, one of the most powerful emotions. So today we are going to talk with compassion and with clarity and with honesty, and I know that we are going to feel every moment of this conversation today because we are in that heart space with everyone feeling. And as a mom, I am feeling. So without any further delay, I am going to bring Reverend Christine Green of Oregon on the line. Welcome, Christine, to the program. Hi, Susan. Thank you so much. I really appreciated hearing your story, and I can't imagine what you went through to hear that news and not know where it was happening. The same thing happened to me is I was leaving a meeting and got a news alert on my phone, uh-huh. and it said about a shooting and it, I couldn't see where. And so I kept scrolling and looking that, well, where is it? And then it said it at, yes. at a college. Well, what college? Where is yes. this? And it took yes. me a, a few moments before I could find out where it was. So it was that place of, um, of panic, of worry, of fear, of shock. So, um, but, but to have your son being in college, I can't even imagine what what you went through at that moment you you freeze and there were some verbal clues i mean the way this worked i was very busy yesterday you know now in this world you would think how could you not know you know because this was like two o'clock yesterday i had worked so hard and i 
I I wasn't paying attention to social media or news or anything, and I went to make myself some lunch. And I'm sharing this because I know this is a common experience for us all. And I turned on the radio. I turned on our news channel, which is very odd for me at that time of day. Actually, I normally wouldn't turn it on at that time of day, and yet I did. And so I turned it on, and it was right in the middle of a report. And honestly... First, there was a cue that suggested it could be in Colorado because they talked about Douglas County. And my that was the first thing I heard was Douglas County. And I thought, oh, great, what's going on in Colorado now? Because Douglas County is in the Denver metro area. And they were talking about first responders are arriving. You know, that was all I heard was for then they started talking about a campus. And they started talking. They were using words that suggested it could be the campus that, you know, my son could be at. They didn't say any, you know, anything more. And I don't know where various towns are, you know, is it in Douglas County? Is it not? I mean, I I don't know all the counties of Oregon. And in that moment, you freeze. You just kind of, I could, I could have gone right to my phone. I could have gone to any number of resource to see, but I was just frozen, Christine, listening to this report. And I processed in my mind you know, just, oh, you know, if it was there, what would that mean? Would it mean that I need to go down there? You know, yes. I mean, would there be a place for the parents to go? Yes. I mean, I was living that moment. Right. And many of us were um, in my mind and my heart. I mean, it wasn't just that. It was, you know, of course, the, well, you know, there was fear, but there was comfort, and I even thought that. I thought, oh, my gosh, you know, God, you're here. You're here, God. And, gosh, that made, I mean, I'm going to get emotional because yeah. that made such a difference. And, God, you're there. And when I found out where it was and that it wasn't in that place, I was still very emotional, as we all were, but God and I'm going to use that term God today, not spirit, not universe. When I get to my core, for me, it's God. God, you are here. And that does not take away the feminine aspect of God for me. It is the entirety of God is here. And that's where I was and where I am today. Well, I'm grateful you found that place of comfort. And here's what's so important about talking about emotions, because it's not just in time of crisis that we need to be aware. In fact, when we're not in crisis is when we have the opportunity to learn how to manage our emotions. And I say manage because our emotions Either we're managing our emotions or our emotions are managing us. And so when we have an emotion and we go off, and what happens is that we use our imagination and we start imagining that that this could happen or that could happen, Mm -hmm. and then what it does is it amplifies what we're already feeling. And then we're off and running like a horse. You know, the horse is just off and running, and we lose control. And then we start imagining all these things. I mean, you could have even probably run out the door if if you didn't have a a grip that you could have run out the door and started driving somewhere, you know, before you would figure out where you were going or what was happening. 
driving yes, in the direction of where true. your son was. Yeah, that's true. So, so what we want to do is in the in the times when we're not in crisis is to become aware. And the first step is to just pay attention. What am I feeling? What are these feelings that I'm feeling? And what what caused this these feelings to come up? What do I know is the truth? So you do a factual, almost like a news reporter, you start to discern what the actual facts are. What are my feelings? Who's involved? What am I thinking about? What am I believing about this situation? And what are the actual facts? The facts are, at that moment, I don't know anything. I just have to calm down and and figure out what I know. And how often does that happen in day-to-day circumstances? We hear some piece of news, someone or someone says, I don't know if you've ever had this happen, Susan, I need to talk to you later. Yes. Like, what happens when someone says that? Immediately, all these old feelings surface about, uh-oh, I did something wrong. Uh-oh, there's a, there's a problem. I, I, I messed up. I did it wrong. I'm not doing it right. We automatically have all this going on. And all they said was they made a request. I'd like to talk to you later. And yes. so it's for us to be able to to step back and say, what am I feeling right now? And what can I learn from this? What's the truth, the facts about this? Does that make yes. sense? Yes. And now there's always, I mean, I, I think that um, we do have a tendency to project ahead of actually knowing the facts. And then sometimes, and I have a question for you about this, is, you know, if we've done this work, and, and you know, something I, I realized during this context is that, you know, I have been tested in other ways, and, and recently, um, and many of us have. We all have. And, and sometimes it can be a relief when we discover that, you know, even if it were this, this thing, you know, when we jump out of our to the out of the facts, I, you know, I was tested in this way. Do you think that's normal, or, or I think you know what? I'm strong. I know, or you know, or, or with God's help, you know, we're strong. And, but I guess the question I had for you: What if it goes the other way? Because I've had that happen, where someone says, "I want to talk to you," and you don't project anything onto it. And it turns out to be something awful, you know, or something that um, is very challenging to hear. You know, people, um, many people have had that happen in the workplace, especially, um, you know, or bad news with health, you know, where you just don't expect it or or anything. I mean, anything can happen. Your, your child's in the military or your child's in Roseburg and you didn't hear the news and suddenly someone has to talk to you about what happened. You get a phone call. So... When that happens, because there could be people listening today in Oregon who got that phone call and that was immediately in front of them. You know, this happened. How right. then do we prepare 
for those sorts of emotional events? How do we then navigate? What do you recommend, Christine, given that you've helped people with grief and with powerful emotions? Well, let me just say, I don't know that there's any any possible thing that we could do to prepare ourselves for something like yeah. what happened yesterday. First of yeah. all, let's just say that. And, yeah. and that's the worst possible news you could get. And yeah. there is nothing that you can do. The, the, and to not diminish at all what people are going through. So yes. let's let's take a step out of where I was going and talk about grief that when you do get bad news that you that you have to face let's just talk about what happened yesterday that is pure on grief that's there's there's shock. what you do is yeah. you you're shocked you're in grief you gather your loved ones around you and allow yourself to grieve allow yourself whether you had someone there or not i don't know i was crying i know oh, other yeah, people were matter. crying I mean, it's that yes how so it's not that you when i talk about managing emotions i'm not talking about suppressing emotions yes so let's yes. make that really yes. clear it's not about yes. suppressing emotions and not talking about this shock and grief that we're that we're faced with that when yes. you have that shock when you have that grief the best thing you can do is to is to de- to allow yourself to cry pick up the phone and call someone if you need to be with someone go go visit them or ask them to come to see you to to take advantage of when there's free counseling available or churches that have special services or a, a candlelight vigil that you can go to. Anything like that is going to put you in a place for you to be able to process because the last thing we want to do is ever stop those emotions but allow yourself, give yourself the freedom to feel them. Yes. Oh, and that is so important to make clear at the outset because, you know, I I do want to talk about this aspect more because I think when we talk, that's why I didn't want to use that word processing because it doesn't feel right to me in this moment. It it obviously is a very, it's not the right word for me or for any of us, is that um, maybe the right word is accepting, you know, um, from what you say that, that we need to accept the waves of emotion that come over us. And um, and I appreciate that we make this really clear because there are people right now listening, all of us. I mean, it's true. You don't have to be in Oregon. You don't have to. You could be anywhere in the world. You don't have to personally know any one of the people impacted, and yet you can feel it. I mean, it is tangible. It is real, and and absolutely so the shock that you know, and also just that feeling of you know, again, you know. I mean, that was my other thing is that you know, here we go again. And now I'm not going to launch into a to processing that right now, but um, you know that that was something that came over me because sometimes we do. I guess that is important within the the spiritual community when we're when we're attempting to we're working to co-create a more 
miraculous world or, you know, a, a more enlightened world. And so then there's that tendency to, to ask why, you know, why again? And then, you know, maybe as a spiritual person we say, well, you know, there's always a reason. I mean, that seems to be the response. But it, it falls empty in the midst of the emotion. I mean, we just have to well, accept the emotions. Let me um, interrupt you there, if you don't mind, because yes, you said please. something really important, is we ask why. That's the first question we ask, well, why did this happen? Well, yes. here we are, rational beings, asking a question about a completely irrational act. Let's face it, yes. the act was insane. There was, there was, so we can never know why something happened we can we can surmise uh, a feeling we can surmise uh what the shooter was processing what they were going through but we are not going to know the reason why the best thing for us to do is to begin to say okay this is what happened now, now, let me let me um, just say that out of you allowing yourself to feel your emotions, you might be inspired. Okay, I'm going to take, I'm going to get involved politically, and I'm going to take some action. I'm going to get involved this way, and I'm going to do this. I'm going to be, I'm going to learn how to be a first responder. I'm going to go to school and learn mm-hmm. how to be a first. Re- you might be inspired to do something out of that, but to say. Why did, why did this happen with a completely insane person? There's we're not we're never going to know an answer that satisfies us. Do, do you know what I'm saying? Well, I guess I would say that you know I'm seeing it depends on the person in a way. I mean, you may not know. There is that tendency when you're looking at our society and you're thinking, and not just our society, but just. I know, I mean, even the president, when he came on, he had a certain way. Now, some people, i got to be careful here because people are going to say, oh, you know, that's political. Although if you watched him, he was very emotional. Now, I'm not saying one way or another how to look at what he said because, I, you know, a lot of people are saying today, now is not the time to talk about this or that, and a lot of people are saying that. But then again, I think... I know what I think about is, you know, we have to think about as a society, or we can't help but think about what can we do to make things, to move towards a more enlightened society. I mean, I think that would be part of it, but that's not what I processed in the shock of the moment, the grief of the moment, but I think we do look at the wise in the sense of, how can we support somebody who's having these issues, for example? And, you know, in my case, I would say, you know, the system system is broken. You know, I mean, that would be my, that may be a visceral reaction of mine. Okay, so I'm just processing this. Others are looking, I mean, I immediately look at, um, you know, not having the resources in place for a person like that, and mm-hmm. and also the approaches, not necessarily some of the approaches can even result in behaviors like that, you know, and 
and you know some drugs have side effects that for some people at that age and you know so okay this is my mind you know wanting to process this and i want to say well is this another case of somebody having an adverse reaction to a drug is this you know and it's certainly people are asking about you know the person having access to the firearms but that's a very complex question so here see see this is my mind this is all our minds and we want to think about this because it's about our society but back to the core emotion um you know we're processing the whys but we're also experiencing the core emotion the grief the shock the um the pain the collective pain and also the presence of god in the midst of it all I I hear what you're saying, uh, and I I think the point I'm trying to make is y- y- you can ask why, but that keeps you that keeps you in the stuck in the um, I hate I, I agree with you. Process there has to be another word other than process, but it, <laughs> yeah. it keeps us stuck in that rather than yeah. what do I what do I need to know for the highest good. And if you want yeah. to put your int- attention on God, then that's the opportunity to go to prayer. Yeah. Then that's the opportunity to look and say, what can I know for these people? You know, what I did immediately was I went into prayer for that. The light of God was right there, supporting every person, lifting every person, bringing comfort and peace and love yeah. in whatever way. And so that's that's what I did because for yeah. me knowing why is not going to it's not going to help me in in my work. And so but what will and I and I hear what you're saying that to some people that's their job and that's what they do. But to try to figure out well why did this why did this happen? what's the bigger well why would this happen now it's like i don't know why but here's what uh-huh. i know is i know that there's a greater presence that is the power of god that is good and that here's what i can look at here's what i can know for everyone there here's what i can know for myself i can find peace for myself and what can i do to make my world a better place Yes. What can yes. I do? And that here's the other thing that happens. After people say why, then what can I do? And immediately we want to do something because we're trained to do that we have to do something. And the and if you're in the area and there's something that you can do, you'll be called to what it is. But at the same time, what can I do? What can I know? What can I know for people? What And when we try to do something, we often look that I'm going to go over in another direction and do something. But it's mm-hmm. really, how can I serve my own community? How can yeah. I serve my own circle? How yeah. can I spread that place of love? How can I reach out to someone that I haven't heard from? How can I reach out to someone who I know is home alone and maybe frightened by this? Yes. You know, something I noticed that many of us did, and um, may, and I didn't do this right away, but I saw other people who did do this quite quite soon, is we sent, we went out on social media and we just said, because a lot of us feel community there, and we said, you know, sending 
prayers and energetic support or whatever, you know, that, that we felt that and we we joined together in prayer in a global community because that's what it is. And and I know that a lot of times, um, you know, social media can be criticized and, and, you know, but one of the things it is is I have noticed this more than once. Whenever there is something that really requires us that, you know, we are really processing something. I hate that word process. I'm using it again, but we're navigating. I'm going to use that word again. Navigating through something where we want to provide support and prayer and we all want to, we join together and we feel it. I mean, there have been studies on global coherence which show that when there's a disruption in the energy field, it's like, you know, in Star Wars, there's been a disruption in the force. Well, we feel it, and then we respond, and we join together in um, the energy of support, whether it's expressed as prayer. I usually use both. I use the term prayer. I use the term energetic support. Whatever word works for people, It's we're together. I agree, and that's the highest and best use of social media is when we can come together in like agreement. And I I responded that way, and I saw a lot of people that responded of, yes, I send prayers and support and love to those in yeah. need. Yeah. So you're right. Then, That's a great way to reach out. I think that, um, you know, when you say that, I think it is natural for us to say what can we do. And, you know, perhaps, you know, those of us who are, who are doing any kind of broadcasting or writing or or anything, you know, I I sense that, you know, for me, part of it, too, is how to communicate in the days ahead. You know, I consciously chose, I could have gone live on the radio last night, and I, I didn't do that because I just wanted to allow space. And, um, but today... I mean, yes, of course, you know, all of the things that are brought up by this, all of those things we want to explore. I mean, that would be my, that would be part of my response is exploring some of these things, but not today, not necessarily today. Today is the day for sending love and feeling love and just accepting love and and letting us let, as you say, let us let ourselves feel what we're feeling, um, but support one another in a loving way. And I think what we can do is when we, we ask that question, what can I do? That's what I'm saying is bring it close to home. It doesn't mean yeah. you have to drive to Roseburg, but right. what, what can I do locally? What can I do? Reach out and call a friend. Communicate on social media. Uh, call someone or go visit someone who's been ill or that I haven't heard from. I can make a contribution to mm-hmm. uh, if there's some kind of fund available. A lot of people showed up to give blood today you don't have to go to roseburg to give blood you can give blood wherever you are so these are things that you can do that help you process and reveal or move through navigate i liked your word navigate navigate your emotions move through your emotions and it feels it makes you feel like community that you're doing something for the greater community. 
Yeah. And that can, that's yeah. part of dealing and managing your emotions is to be able to see what I can do to do that. So that's yeah. th- that's great, and there's lots of ways to be supportive. Yes, yes. Now, a question I have, because something that happens so often is we're navigating through one thing and then other things come in. And there's a question for you, Christine. You've worked with so many people. Is um, I, I've had this, I've worked, well, I've been around loved ones where this has happened and we've all had this happen where multiple things come in at once. You know, you're you're working with, with one um, challenging thing and then something else arises. And so you're just like, okay. You know, actually, I can tell you what my my answer is. is that's when I just surrender and I just say, okay, you know, this is where where it is. I would use that word surrender in a way of surrender to to my faith in God. And and so, but I would be curious, how do you help people? Because the world doesn't stop. You know, it keeps going. Things keep happening, and and you know, we get we can be on overload. Um, and and what do you say to people who who are navigating through multiple things at once? How do you help them to find their center? Well, that's a great question, and that's what I talked about at the beginning, is that when we're not in crisis is the time to begin to learn and develop a greater authority over our emotions. Because then yes. when we come to the place that we can – we can be present with them and see what do I have to, what do I know here? What do I have to do? And so, and, and it's putting it into perspective. So what you, you talk about is faith and faith is huge. And what do you put your faith in and developing faith and developing a connection to know that right where I am, God is, and I may not know the answers. I may not understand this that I can't even begin to understand this, but God does, and that there is a greater plan and that there's a greater goodness that comes from God. And so it's, it is about surrendering and knowing. I found out this morning a good friend, I haven't heard from her in a while, is in the process of making her transition. And so I was saddened to hear that, but I also know that she's blessed, she's with her family, and that she's really prepared herself for this. And so it's like, yeah, you're right, the world doesn't stop, and there's always something. But it's that when we can put our emotions into perspective, rather than having them run away like a runaway horse, but we actually can pull back the reins and say, okay, here's what I can do in this circumstance. Here's what I can know. I can't be there in Roseburg, but what I can do is I can pray for them. I can't be there to give blood there, but I can go here and give blood or make a donation or do something here. So it's that we see what we're feeling and then how do I take care of this? How can I respond to this emotion? How can I rein it in and change it? So it's the first thing is to be aware of what it is, then to 
tell the facts, like I was saying earlier, discern the facts, here's the facts that actually happen, and now what do I want to do about it? Am I going, I can change my thinking, I can go into prayer, I can do an affirmation, there's a whole list of things that we can do to begin to manage them so I can bring them in and bring it back and bring it back to the presence of love. Ultimately, what we want to bring it back to is a quality of God, love, peace, joy, freedom. We want to bring it back to that place of peace. And so whatever that is for you, that's what you're going to do and and be able to create for yourself. You know, I'll tell you something else that happened to me in the last few months um, is I had a situation where a loved one went into surgery, and it was a challenging situation um and i felt you know after after releasing this person to surgery um i um a significant surgery i i felt a little bit lost literally got lost in the hospital hallway i was going to find a restroom which was closed and so then i just started wandering then i saw something on the wall which is hard to explain but it was reassuring it was like a beautiful um, reassuring sign. And I went into that restroom, Christine, and I just said to God, I am so thankful you are here. I am so thankful you are here. Because in that moment, because it was such a powerful feeling of reassurance, and I will tell you, it was, um, it was a kind of a, it was something miraculous that happened that it's hard to explain, but it was enough for me to know without any doubt, you know, not that I would have a doubt, but it was even, it was just so present for me that that was my response. It's, I am just so thankful that God was here and is here. And, and you know, I think that part of our path on this show is to help those who listen. When you talk about how can we prepare um, I think that, you know, if we feel guided, there are people out there who feel guided to follow more of a spiritual path. Maybe they've been agnostics. Maybe we've been searching for a long time. I was. I I totally shut down for years. Um, I wasn't exactly an agnostic, but I shut down a lot of things and and never really allowed myself to open. Well, it helps. I mean, I guess that's what I can say is that, you know, allowing ourselves to open up to the spiritual, however path we choose that, whatever path works for us. Absolutely. It's a, it's a miracle how it how it helps. Absolutely. The greater we can establish our relationship with God, our spiritual understanding or spiritual connection that then we have that to fall back on we know we're guided by that presence we know that that presence is there wherever we are and so the the opportunity is to not be affected by our old thoughts from the past or the circumstances in the world, but to find that stability of knowing I know God's in charge. 
I may not I understand it at the moment. It may not make sense to me, but I know that they, there's a greater presence that is mm-hmm. operating right here and right now, and that's what I can know in the moment. I feel like one of the the a journey that many of us are on um, on many paths, and I feel that it intersects paths. Is that I I sense that you know we we believe in the power of prayer, or if you are uh, many of us, or or we believe that we can co-create, which is another way of looking at that. And yet, more and more, I feel. People of all different paths, including those of us who believe co-creation is possible, that prayer, I see them as very related, although it's just a different expression of the same, it's a different way of approaching it. There are times when there is a higher path, and this happens, you know, when when you want to say, well, you know, I, I'm being taught that I'm a co-creator, so so that means nothing will ever go wrong. And yet, there we're finding that there's this higher path. We can't always see what's going to come out of something, but things don't always unfold the way that we expect, and and we need to work with that because we can tend to resist that at times. And yet, can we fall back on knowing that faith that there? There's a reason, there's a higher path. Well, that's a great example, and it's something that I work with a lot, is that here's the thing, is yes, we can pray about something, but, but we live, we live in, a, in the physical body. We live in this physical world, and stuff happens. There's always going to be something. And so it's not that, that we expect it to be perfect, but that we show up with the tools that we need to and that we are prepared to face whatever challenge we're, we're that come up for us so yeah. a challenge comes up and i have the tools that i need i know that i'm not going to react to the outside appearances i'm going to find my own center operate from my own center rather than fly off the handle i'm going to get go go to that place of love or peace that i have the tools and i have the resources so that i can show up and be prepared that's really what we want to learn in life you know what I find, Christine, is when we're pursuing a spiritual path where we're consciously accumulating those tools, sometimes, and this is certainly what happened to me both yesterday and that experience I told you in the hospital, is we may not even realize the tools that we've communicated or that we've accumulated until we're in that situation. And and that really was overwhelming for me in the hospital when I just said, thank you. I mean, it was gratitude. I mean, here I was in in a situation where a lot of people wouldn't say thank you. I mean, and, and, and yet, gratitude, and, gratitude. And, and, and yet my first reaction was, okay, I'm in this situation. I was even lost for a time. I was wandering lost. And I wasn't just lost in the hallway. I was symbolically lost. And then something happened to bring me back to say, look, I am with you. I am with you. You are not alone. And I saw it, and I'm like, oh, yes, and then thank you. 
Thank you. And did I need that 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 little? It was a synchronicity. Well, apparently, God felt that was a good idea. <laughs> and sometimes we're not going to see that. Yesterday there was no synchronicity, and yet I still was thankful that God is here, and that ah, oh, you know, I can, I can, another, you know, I can rely, I can surrender to knowing that God is here. Well, what you did, that place of gratitude, gratitude will is one of the easiest tools to use and yeah. is the fastest way to move us out of fear, out of doubt, out of limitation. That gratitude will do that. And, and what we that... want to do, gratitude lifts us up and moves us into a different vibration. Yes. And, and what I want to really make sure people get from this is that it comes to the point it's not even conscious where you say oh what tool have i learned in all my reading you know <laughs> it's not like that That's... at all it's like it's like it's just there it's like swimming it's like you fall in the ocean and and you just start swimming because you somehow at some point apparently taught yourself to swim enough that you can swim and you just do it um and it becomes like breathing that even for a moment when you catch your breath, like I did in the hospital, I, I found it, you know, and then there it was. And and that's the practice. That's where it comes in. Right. So that you have, and one of the tools, when I say tools, uh, there are all types of prayers because we're always praying. We're either praying a worry prayer. We can be believing in limitation. We can be believing in these thoughts and ideas that are unlike love or unlike peace, unlike what we want. So what we want to do is have prayers and resources and things that are going to help us manage our thinking and ultimately our emotions that that's what's going to support us rather than be jump off the deep end and go mm-hmm. into hysteria. It's like, what right. do I know about this situation? What can, how can I calm myself down? How can I come to a place of greater understanding? So one of the easiest prayers is the, what we call the love prayer. And it's, yeah. I bless you, I accept you. I bless you, I accept you. If you're saying it to a person or a situation, you may not even know why, what, what else to say, but you're able to say that. And what it does is it just brings your emotion level down, it calms you down, and calms down the energy around you because it's that understanding that we're all energy and we want to shift that energy and so the love prayer is able to do that yes yes i love that and you know one of the things i feel christine when when we have a tool that we can use you know say we need to support someone supposedly what if the next call in my house had been someone from roseburg very possible I live in Oregon. I mean, who knows? I mean, it could have been someone that I know that I need to support. Or what if I really had? What if this had been wherever, you know, as a parent I might need to go and I had to get in my car and go somewhere? Having that spiritual practice um, to rely on allows us 
to be centered as much as we can be. I mean, nobody's gonna, nobody's perfect. I mean, these are situations where we have to allow ourselves to be who we are. But it does help with finding that center. Um, and I think that feeling that love, you know, making sure we accept the love of the love prayer as we send it out helps us to find that center of trust and of being and of calm, as much calm as we can find in the situation, um, which may not be perfect, but we can find a calmness in the center of the storm. So, yes, and here's the thing. It's very powerful just to be willing. The willingness Mm -hmm. to say that prayer, the willingness to see something greater, the willingness to be at peace. That's what is changes us. And yes. so out of our willingness, we can move to a greater place. You don't have to believe it when you say, I bless you, I accept you. It just, you start with saying it wherever you are, because mm-hmm. if you wait until you feel it, you'll never say it. But if you begin right where you are, I bless you, I accept you. I bless you, I accept you. And and it begins to change your energy. It begins to change your response. Yes, yes. In in my book, Authentic Spirituality, at the end of each chapter, I have a, several journal questions. I have several tools to use. And journaling is another really great tool because it allows us to help us unwrap whatever situation we're dealing with and to have a way to look at it. So what I have is a prayer and some journaling tools and affirmations. So those are tools that you can use every day because those are simple things that we can incorporate into our lives. And the more we use those, the more we fall back on them. So we're not as likely to jump into the jump off the bridge and say, oh, there's no hope. Wait a minute. Let me go to a prayer. Wait a minute. Let me write down what my feelings are. Let me go back. Let me just say the love prayer. Let me affirm a greater truth. Let me find that connection with God. The more we do that every day, the more we lean on that, and it comes back automatically. It's like what you were saying earlier. You don't, we don't even, may not even know that we have these things, these resources, but the more we use them, the more accessible they are to us, and the more we fall back on them. Yes, yes. So that's now our I, practice. Yes. Oh, go ahead. Well, I have a question. Um, how do we support those of us or people around us who, or anyone we may encounter who, um, you know, we we all accept that everyone is where they are. And and there's certainly, if I had were to meet my former self in my, I guess, a good age would be 31 or so, um you know, when I really didn't want to think about spirituality very much, just a little at that age, and it was even a very challenging topic for me, and I was avoiding it. Um, or, you know, there are always people who, and I respect this, are on various journeys with their choices spiritually, whether to believe in God or not. So if we're, say that, that we are supporting a loved one 
who is of that belief and honoring them in that place where they are. And, you know, they honor us where we are. Sometimes people won't, but let's assume that they do. How do we how do we provide do we have to believe in God? I guess here's the question. Do we have to believe to navigate our emotions in a more meaningful way? Is there something accessible to us um anyway? I mean, and how do we find? It? I guess this is kind of a hard question. I don't know quite how to ask this question, but but also how to help people without forcing our belief system onto others um, or even suggesting it, but just helping with the navigation. Is there a way to to help? If if you were talking to the Susan who was not real spiritual and was even a little hesitant, how would you have helped Susan if she was having some issues with with something or even wanted to navigate life more calmly? How would you have helped step onto the path or whatever. Well, if Susan came to me and said, I want help, I would teach yes. her the tools. Yeah. So I would teach her the tools and say, Here's our, our, these are tools that I have used over the years. And you don't have to believe anything to journal to yes. uncover your emotions. Yes. Um, yes to journal, to meditate, to have affirmations, to do yes. the I bless you, I accept you. Yes. You don't have to yes. believe anything, but what it's yes. doing is it's changing your energy. It's lifting your energy. But here's the important thing is I don't offer anything unless someone asks me. Yes. So it's learning yes. that I'm it's none of my business and this is my clients would laugh if they were listening. (laughs) It's none of my, I tell them all the time, it's none of your business what somebody else is doing. It's Uh none of your business. You take care of you. You take care of you. You take care of your energy. It's not about that I have to go out and try to fix somebody or put them on the path. That's not my job. That's not my business. If someone comes to me and says, will you help me? Uh, Absolutely. I will go out of my way to help you use the tools and get on the path that you need to, to go on. But otherwise, if someone, and people will say, well, what about so-and-so or what about this person? It's like, you know what, that's none of your business. That they're on their path and they're going to find their way. And for yeah. you to, ha- to trust that and believe in that, and you can even say a prayer for them. But, but that as far as directing them, not unless they ask. Yes, yes, yes. Well, so because... That I, and that's really important to share because because we can't really be accepting of something unless we're we're asking i mean you know and and we need to see that in others, you know whether they are receptive and asking for, for when what someone we might asks to provide. then then you can guide them and direct them and give them give them information and say this is what i know this is what i know to be true this is what i've learned over the years but but otherwise it's none of our business yeah. that they're on their path i need to take care of myself and that's an issue that we face a lot we're so worried about what other people are thinking or doing and the the most important work we can be we 
can be doing is to be taking care of ourselves, is to deepen in our awareness, deepen in our faith, deepen in our practices, be aware of our emotions, and do our daily work, our daily practice to keep us in faith. You know, an area, and I know we're getting close to the end of the show, but I'd I'd like to touch on this briefly, is um, I think that an area where this really comes up, and I experienced this firsthand last summer, um, is in caregiving, is that um, I realized, for example, at the hospital or, or after, you know, that there's a certain amount of my own both emotional needs and just plain old human physical needs that needed, I couldn't just stay up the whole time, you know, or there were, and I needed to to stay in a certain place. I needed to do certain things. Like I needed to go to the chapel at the hospital. Every once in a while I needed to go down there. That proved to be helpful to me. And, And only then could I be more effective as a caregiver and, you know, providing at that point more emotional support since when someone's in the hospital they're getting physical care, but when they get out, you know, they need other care. So anyway, there's something to that, very much so. And and I felt it firsthand, and I know you've helped a lot of people with this. That's a whole other topic. Maybe I and could come back and talk show. about that yes. sometime. <laughs> it is. It is. And, and, you know, it might be a really meaningful thing to have a second part to this show because the next step for people, and this is going to extend, and there are people everywhere going through this, but in Oregon there are a lot of people healing right now, and some very directly. There are people in that hospital, and I can guarantee that there are people in the Portland area listening to this show or even somewhere else who is either in a role or going to be in a role of caregiving and helping with the healing, either emotional or physical. And so I would like to invite you back, Christine, to talk about that aspect of this, the whole healing process and, I would and love how we that. work with that. Yes. Yes, so consider that that invitation. And we are at the end of the show here, of the live show. Can I mention one thing? Yes, no, we have time to talk about the last thing. So, yes, please do. Oh, I just wanted to talk about a couple places that I'm going to be this yes, month. Yes, that's what I was going to invite On October you to 15, I'll, I'll be at Women in Financial Services Luncheon. And uh-huh. that's at Portland City Grill in Portland at 1130. And it's, you can go to their website, Women in Financial Services in the metro area. Okay. And then also I have been doing free money seminars with Susan Schwartz from Cascadia Wealth mm-hmm. Management. And that next one will be on Wednesday, October 28th. And you can find all these on my website, and that's sacredheartministries.org. And yes. also I have a four-week teleconference class coming up exploring emotions and how we can mm-hmm. deal with them. And it's based on the movie, um, I don't know if you've seen it yet, Inside Out. The Disney Pixar movie yes, yes. is oh, a what brilliant a movie oh, about emotions, right? Yes. So we're going to be well, doing some work on that on a work on a workshop series coming up this month. And and I want to hold on to you here for just a second into the podcast, Christine. But I just want to let the live audience who are leaving um, know about the Monday show that's coming up on Monday, October fifth at twelve p.m. Pacific, three p.m. Eastern. 
Steve Noble is coming back. We're going to talk about global transformation. He is the former director of Alternatives in London. And also to go to FrontierBeyondFear.com where you can find this show and other shows. And thank you, live audience, for being here. This podcast will continue for a minute or so past that, but I just wanted to let that live audience know that, that to go in peace and to feel peace. Absolutely. And then as we end the live show and go into just for a moment um, what has been the podcast for a number of people listening already, we're just continuing on for a moment, is I I want to, to take the time to, to just tell you, Christine, how thankful I am for you and that you are here with us today and for everything you're doing. And I am just so thankful that it rather miraculously worked out that that you are here with us today. And and so from my heart, thank you. It's my pleasure. It's been very powerful, and I'm grateful to be of service and grateful for what you're providing for the community. It's very wonderful what you do, Susan. I appreciate you too. Oh, well, thank you so much. And I want to let the audience know Keep an eye on FrontierBeyondFear.com. Also, just the show itself, Christine and I will find a good date not far away. It just so happens I haven't scheduled too far out right now. just happened to work out that way. It's not always like that. And we'll get Christine on again soon, and I'll let you all know when, when that, that takes place. So, so thanks again, dear Christine. It, it's so nice to have you here. You're welcome, Susan. You take care, too. All right, take care. Bye. Bye. And um, I think we've pretty much covered all the notes that we normally would at the end of the program. Um, Just once again to remind you that FrontierBeyondFear.com is the place to go to discover different things. Oh, there is another note I want to mention is um, Baptiste de Pop is coming to Oregon soon, who is the creator of the Power of the Heart movie and book, and he and Dean Schrock are doing a retreat in Yahats at the Oregon coast, and that is very much about being in the heart space, So, and that's coming up October 17th and 18th, and you can learn about that at deanschrock.com. And I'm a little behind on getting it up on the FrontierBeyondFear.com site. It's actually up on a sister site that I have started, SpiritualConferences.com. So if you go to SpiritualConferences.com right now, you'll see the information on that retreat, which um, it, it can very much be of assistance. And I have also learned that Baptiste will be showing the Power of the Heart movie in Portland. Um, gosh, I should look for that date. It's it's in October. In fact, I'm going to look right now. It's going to be in the Hillsborough area. And give me a moment because this story, it's really powerful right now. In fact, there is a story within the movie of a family that has to process the transition of their daughter. And it's going to be October 20th. And I will put information about that as well on um, 
both the FrontierBeyondFear.com site and SpiritualConferences.com. I don't have an exact location, but it'll be in Hillsboro, October 20th, and that's an opportunity to be with a group to see the power of the heart. It's also going to be shown on the coast in a variety of locations. I know there's one coming up in Florence, and I believe in in, um, Newburgh, or not Newburgh, um, anyway, I'm losing track of where all these towns are, but there will be some showings coming up. So I will do my best to publicize that because that movie is all about processing, there's that word again, navigating navigating within the heart space, including incredibly powerful experiences, what can feel very challenging to us. And I invite you to discover that. And you can actually get it on DVD right now off of Amazon or anywhere else as well as the book. And Dean Schrock's Why Love Heals as well. So thank you, everyone, for being here today And I look forward to seeing you here again. Again, we'll be here again on Monday. If I were to feel so led, I may have a weekend show. We'll see how it unfolds. It's a spontaneous show, potentially. Or we may just take a little breathing break, which I'm kind of being guided in this moment that that's a good idea. So um, just keep an eye on that schedule. And do go in peace. Find peace in your spirit. Um, I am praying for you. I send you all the loving support that I can from my heart. Let us feel that support. Let us feel that support for one another. God is at the center. Spirit is at the center. The multiverse is at the the center, however you choose to express that. And we are all, every one of us, not just connected to that. We are a part of this. We are one. We are one. We are totally a part of that love that binds us all together and is within us. Thank you, everyone. Thank you.